Welcome to You News, the podcast using the power of Univision to bring the news that matters to you in English. Today is Friday, January 17th, 2020. I'm Lorraine Cáceres. These are today's headlines. As the impeachment trial of Donald J. Trump gets underway in the Senate, the president's legal team now seemingly in place for the historic defense. Representatives from the Congressional Hispanic Caucus touring shelters on both sides of the border as they try to assess the impact of the White House's Remain in Mexico policy. This and much more today on You News, recorded live in our newsroom in Miami. We begin today with new details on the bombing of the Iraqi bases in Iran, where U.S. troops were stationed. After initially being told by President Trump himself that there were no casualties, we're now learning U.S. troops were in fact injured when those bases were hit. Carolina Sarasa has the latest. Before tens of thousands of chanting Iranians, the country's supreme leader was defiant, claiming Iran's missile strikes on the U.S.-backed military bases in Iraq dealt a blow to America's image as a global superpower. And now we're learning that U.S. military were in fact injured in the attack. This after President Trump and military leaders initially claiming the attack caused no injuries and only minimal damage. I'm pleased to inform you the American people should be extremely grateful and happy. No Americans were harmed in last night's attack by the Iranian regime. We suffered no casualties. We now know 11 U.S. service members have been evacuated from Iraq to medical facilities in Germany and Kuwait because of worsening symptoms due to signs of traumatic brain injury and concussions. The military saying in a statement that while no U.S. service members were killed in the January 8th Iranian attack on Al-Assad Air Base, several were treated for concussion symptoms from the blast and are still being assessed. As a standard procedure, all personnel in the vicinity of the blast are screened for traumatic brain injury and, if deemed appropriate, are transported to a higher level of care. Most of the forces had been in a bunker during the attack after early warning systems alerted the U.S. to the incoming missiles. But one of the housing units was obliterated, although no one was believed to be there during the attack. Carolina Sarasa, U News. Now to Washington, the impeachment trial of President Trump now officially underway. This as the president adds new members to his defense team and the battle between Democrats and Republicans continues regarding the rules and possible witnesses. Here's the very latest. President Donald Trump beefing up his defense team today, adding three seasoned lawyers, Kenneth Starr, whose investigation led to Clinton's impeachment, Alan Dershowitz, Harvard law professor and constitutional lawyer, and Robert Ray, Starr's successor at the Office of Independent Counsel during the Clinton administration. Donald J. Trump, President of the United States, is impeached for high crimes and misdemeanors. Weeks after being impeached, the trial against the president has finally begun. Seven House impeachment managers hand-delivering the two articles to the Senate. Do you solemnly swear that in all things appertaining to the trial of the impeachment of Donald John Trump, President of the United States, now pending, 
You will do impartial justice according to the Constitution and laws, so help you God. The case now in the hands of 100 senators acting as jurors, tasked with deciding if the president should be removed from office. The chamber was uh, unusually quiet. You could hear a pin drop, but the solemnity of the proceedings really was brought home to us as we took the oath and signed the book. Meanwhile, the battle between parties continues. Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer still not in agreement on the rules and if new witnesses will be allowed. We will never rely on McConnell. He already said he's taking his cues from the White House. That's not what he's supposed to do. We need four Republican senators to join all 47 Democrats. We only need 51. I believe that the pressure is building among the public for us to call witnesses and to have uh, records because the public looks at this and says, you know, if you can, if you got people available that haven't been able to testify, we'd like to hear them because a fair trial requires that. But for Republicans, the time for new evidence is over. When you look at the partial record and the sloppy work that has been done over in the House, and now they're bringing it to us and they're saying, well, you need to expand this. That is not our job. Speaking at the Oval Office Thursday, the president reiterating he wants a quick trial. Well, I think it should go very quickly. It's a hoax. It's a hoax. Everybody knows that. It's a, it's a complete hoax. The whole thing with Ukraine. The Senate will likely take up a resolution setting the rules on a trial on Tuesday. Then opening arguments will begin. And President Trump, meanwhile, as we were saying, is predicting the impeachment trial will go quickly as he stands by his instance that he did nothing wrong. Rafael Rodriguez has more on the latest developments that could impact the trial. Thank you all very much. With the administration's alleged dirt for dollar scheme heading to trial in the Senate, the president is sounding angry, firing back at Lev Parnas, who is pointing the finger at Trump in the Ukraine scandal. Mr. President, what is your response to Lev Parnas, who says that your efforts in Ukraine were all about 2020? Well, I don't know him. I don't know Parnas, other than I guess they had uh, pictures taken, which I do with thousands of people. I know nothing about him. He's trying to probably make a deal for himself. The president insisting he's only posed for photos with the indicted associate of Rudy Giuliani. Nothing more. Trump did not respond to Parnas's claim that multiple officials in his administration knew about the alleged pressure campaign for information on Joe Biden, telling CNN's Jim Acosta at one point to be quiet. So when he says Mulvaney knew about this, that Bolton knew about this. Quiet. You just have to take a look at the pictures. You just have to take a look at the polls. You see, I don't need anybody's help. I don't need the help of a man that I never met before. I welcome him to say that even more. Every time he says that, I'll show him another picture. He's lying. He's lying. In an interview with CNN's Anderson Cooper, Parnas is offering to do more than just produce photos standing with the president, saying he's willing to testify on Capitol Hill. How you personally viewed it, that this is about 2020 to help him get the next four years. That was the way everybody viewed it. I mean, there was, that was the most important thing is for him to stay on for another four years and keep the fight going. I mean, there was no other reason for doing it. The president also maintained he didn't know anything about a letter written by his personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, to the leader of Ukraine requesting a meeting, a letter that claimed to have Trump's consent.
I didn't know about a specific letter, but if he wrote a letter, it wouldn't have been a big deal. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi blasting Republicans who are resisting calls from Democrats to hear from witnesses like Parnas and former National Security Advisor John Bolton during Trump's trial in the Senate. They are afraid of the truth. They don't want to see documents. They don't want to hear from eyewitnesses. The president's defenders saying Parnas doesn't deserve the attention he's getting. Not at all. This man lacks all credibility. One more piece of damaging information surfaced. The Government Accountability Office found the White House broke the law in withholding aid to Ukraine, saying in a statement, Faithful execution of the law does not permit the president to substitute his own policy priorities for those that Congress has enacted into law. I've been here since the time of President Ford. I have never, ever seen a report like this uh, objecting so strongly to actions of a president. Rafael Rodriguez, U News. On a radio show this morning, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said he was not aware of any surveillance on Ambassador Yovanovitch, something Parnas is alleging and publicly committed to investigating the allegations. Democratic presidential candidate Andrew Yang's wife, M. Evelyn Yang, said in an interview with CNN Thursday that she was sexually assaulted by her doctor in 2012. She says she was pregnant with her first baby when doctor, her OBGYN, Dr. Robert Haddon, sexually assaulted her during an exam. She soon learned that several other women had come forward with similar stories. What happened to me should have never happened. He was arrested in his office, and he was let back to work. And that's what's very painful, is knowing that actually what happened to me could have been prevented. Haddon pleaded guilty in 2016 to two of nine charges against him, one count of forcible touching and one count of third-degree sexual abuse. As part of the deal, Haddon lost his medical license and had to register as the lowest-level sex offender, but he did not have to go to jail. And in other political news, Wyoming Representative Liz Cheney has announced she will not run for Senate, passing on a competitive GOP primary in favor of remaining in the House. Cheney had been seen as a potential candidate in the race to replace GOP Senator Mike Enzi, who announced last year that he would retire and not seek re-election. Former Representative Cynthia, Cynthia Lummis is already running, and Cheney's decision likely leaves her a path to becoming the nominee in the safe Republican seat. President Trump welcomed the national champion Louisiana State University football team to the White House today. Before visiting the White House, the Tigers toured the nearby National Museum of African American History and Culture. President Trump attended the national championship game against Clemson on Monday. The Pentagon announced it has received a request from the Department of Homeland Security for 270 miles of border wall. The request is along the southwest border and covers areas that are considered drug corridors in a mix of rural and urban areas. This allows the Pentagon to construct the barriers under its authority to block international drug smuggling. So far, the Trump administration has built 100 miles of new wall along the U.S.-Mexico US border. But that is only a portion of the administration's goal to build 450 miles by the end of the year.
Meanwhile, a congressional delegation is touring the tent city where thousands of asylum seekers live in Matamoros, Mexico. The lawmakers want to see for themselves the conditions the refugees are living in. Pedro Rojas is there and brings us the details. Pedro, what are you seeing? So yes, we're in Matamoros, Mexico here with Congressman Philemon Bella from here from the Brownsville area from South Texas. You are you are pretty much leader in this uh, you are pretty much ahead in this 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 group of congressmen that have come. About 15 or more they have come. Uh, uh, Congressman Joaquin Castro and I um, are, are leading this delegation of 18 members of Congress from across the United States. Okay. Uh, you know, over a year ago, Trump, the Trump administration initiated the family separation policy and the public outcry was so great uh, that it was retracted. What we are witnessing here today in Matamoros as a consequence of this administration's MPP policy is equally, if not uh, an even greater disaster. And so it's important to um, it's, it's really important that, um, that, that for, for the nation to know uh, what the disastrous effects of these Trump policies are. Uh, and so the primary reason uh, that we are here today is to ensure that other members of Congress who have you know, been busy doing other things uh, finally have an opportunity to see uh, for themselves uh, with their own eyes what is happening. This week, Congress launched an investigation into the MPP program and the legality is precisely the fact that some of these families are not having access to any type of legal counsel before they go into those 10 courts of uh, conference, uh, video conference courts. Uh, have you noticed that? Have you seen? Uh, there's no question about it. This morning, the delegation met uh, with legal counsel from American Civil Liberties Union. Um, uh, American Bar Association and the Texas Civil Rights Project who are front and center in this battle representing people every day uh, and the overwhelming evidence is that the uh, Constitution of the United States is being obliterated. Um, people are given, are, 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 um, are, do not have anywhere near uh, the kind of adequate legal protection that they're entitled to um, and um, you know what we're here is to uh, you know, look at that, investigate it, take it back to our colleagues in Congress so to see if there's anything else we can do about it. Well, thank you so much, Congressman, and thank you for this visit to okay. South Texas thank and you. to the area. Thank you. So this is the reality here in Matamoros. Let me just move a little bit so that you all can see exactly how this camp is right now in Matamoros, Tamaulipas, Mexico. There's over 2,000 families living here and their conditions, even though it's warm today, sometimes when this cold weather comes around this area, it gets really, really bad. Back to you. Thank you, Pedro. Such a sad situation. And she was closing in the 100-year mark, but this was not how Maria Fuentes was supposed to die. The NYPD arresting a young man from South America who was in the country illegally, and he's being accused of the brutal killing of this elderly Queens, New York resident. Blanca Rosalviches has the details. In her neighborhood, they call her the cat's lady. And now, neighbors are leaving flowers in her memory and food for the animals she used to take care of. It was precisely a block away from here where 92-year-old Maria Fuentes was raped and strangled while she was picking up empty bottles to sell in order to get the money to buy food for her cats. Libre de criminality, look at the simple, look at the consequences. He may travel to their father, he may travel to my mother. They leave in case they leave again, the next time nobody knows who is the victim. Riaz Han, an undocumented immigrant from Guyana, is accused of sexually assaulting and killing Fuentes. The police says 
Han was last arrested in November 27, 2019. At that time, the NYPD did not receive an ICE detainer in regard to this individual. Our responses to detainers' requests are dictated by local law. However, ICE responds, it is the height of hypocrisy for New York to blame ICE for this tragic crime. The mayor and police chief have continually celebrated that they don't honor ICE detainers. And to deflect the criticism for this completely preventable murder is incredible, disingenuous, and shameful. ICE could have wallpapered the prison with detainers and NYPD will still not have honored them. The family blames ICE and the police for the death. However, although they do support sanctuary cities, they say the city should review who deserves to be protected and who doesn't. For now, he faces two charges for killing and sexual assault. He could be sent to prison if found guilty for over 25 years. In New York, Blanca Rosa Vilches, U News. Guatemala's new president announced Thursday that his government is breaking off diplomatic relations, relations with Venezuela. Two days after his inauguration, President Alejandro Yamatei said he had ordered Guatemala's foreign secretary to recall the last person remaining in the country's embassy in Venezuela's capital and close the building. Yamatei's announcement came after a meeting with the head of the Organization of American States, Luis Almagro. Cuba's president is starting his second year in office, much like he began his term traveling around the island on listening tours and checking in with local authorities to gauge progress on ongoing problems in the provinces. Tightening U.S. sanctions have made President Miguel Diaz-Canel's job much harder, especially when it comes to addressing the scarcity and economic problems that are making life increasingly difficult for the 11 million Cuban citizens on the island. And in Peru, a Belgian citizen was detained at Lima's International Airport Monday night after attempting to board a plane to Madrid with 20 living birds inside his suitcase. Authorities arrested the 54-year-old man who had placed each colorful specimen in its own cardboard box tied with a rubber band and put inside his suitcase. All 20 birds are found in the Amazon jungle. That man will be now charged with animal trafficking, which carries a five-year prison sentence in Peru. In addition, he may face up to $6.3 million in fines. A person narrowly missed being crushed by massive landslides in Italy, and the whole event was caught on camera. Authorities in Campania region of Italy on Tuesday posted closed-circuit video of the incident, which took place on December 21st in the town of Cetara. The person circled in red walked away about 15 seconds before a massive landslide rushed into the area. Authorities said on Facebook that it was a circle, a miracle that the person is still alive. They reminded citizens to pay attention to bad weather alerts issued by authorities. More of you news after this short break.
Imagine a daily newscast that speaks to you about your world in plain English. Each weekday, we partner with Hispanic America's most trusted news source to bring you the stories from home and abroad that matter to you. They don't know when they're going to be able to go back to work. Victims also from Mexico and this mass shooting. Officials in and out of the residence. We're going to continue fighting. Your news covers the news of your world and makes it easy to understand. Your news, your world, your news on Fusion. Welcome back to You News. Bush beer wants to make the cold months go down a little smoother for people living in states prone to heavy snowfall this winter. The company is running a snow day promotion in which people living in select states in the Midwest and Great Lakes will get $1 off for every inch of snow that falls in their state. To qualify, you must purchase Select Bush products between now and March 20th and save your receipt. Rebates will be issued in the form of a prepaid gift card. Ice cream maker Ben & Jerry's has teamed up with Netflix to create a new flavor. It's called Netflix and Chilled. It has a peanut butter ice cream base and includes pretzels and fudge brownie pieces. There's a non-dairy option too. You can now go to Ben & Jerry's website to learn about participating stores and when you can try the new flavor for yourself. And football fans are on pins and needles waiting to find out which teams will make it to the Super Bowl. Some dedicated fans are even crossing their fingers and booking flights to Miami with hopes of cheering their team to victory at the big game. But there's only room for two teams to go. So Heinz wants you to know that a team out of the, that a team out of the running doesn't have to mean all hope is lost. The company is offering a chance to win 57 cents change fees to reroute your Miami-bound flight to a destination of your choice. The contest starts at 8 p.m. Monday, January 20th. So look out for that. Thanks for listening to You News, the podcast. Don't forget to follow You News on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you haven't yet, go to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe, rate, and review. Join us tomorrow for a new episode. Until then. <laughs>